Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wanda, and you're currently listening to the political podcast, Taking Back the Narrative. The views represented on this podcast represent my views and my views alone. If you share my opinions, that's great. If you don't, that's great, too. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Taking Back the Narrative. I am Wanda. Thank you so much for tuning in to my political podcast. Now, we... In this country, we're used to seeing countries like Japan, China, like uh, Russia give out disinformation and they give out disinformation to control the narrative, to have things look their way. And in these countries, they have dictators that run the countries they often give out a lot of disinformation so that they can have the narrative run in their favor, have everything look the way they want it to look. This is what dictators do. It's a long history of it. And for as long as I know the United States, you know, we do see some things come out that are false or that have been uh, not so forthcoming. But for the most part, we can somewhat trust what our government leaders and uh, officials say about what's going on in our country. Lately, we have run into the issue of not being able to trust what our president says. Our president exhibits a lot of dictatorship type behaviors, and that includes giving out disinformation because it fits his narrative. That is what we're going through at this moment with the coronavirus. The president has, I've heard him say it's 15 to little, it's not many cases of coronaviruses in the United States, but that is factually incorrect. That is not a true statement. From the last I checked, there were 60 known cases in the United States, some in the state I reside in, California. And of course, the president wants everything to look like His administration is handling the situation and things are under control when a lot of the disease control, they're telling us, people from the CDC are telling us that, you know, inevitably this coronavirus situation is going to spiral. It's going to go, it turn into a pandemic. It's not going to just be a few small cases, it will pick up the way that it did in China, where it originates. Now, along with along with giving out disinformation, this president has also done things that hinder the CDC and other agencies from being able to control the epidemic, pandemic, being able to fight the disease and properly diagnose it and get a way to cure it in uh, in order, getting everything in order. A lot of agencies' budgets have been reversed. Why? Because Barack Obama initiated something in uh, 2014 when the Ebola virus was the issue in the country. A lot of cases popped up around the world of Ebola. So during that time in 2014, Barack Obama had budgets and different things going to help 
control it, contain it, and keep it from spreading throughout the country. Now, in the spring of 2018, the White House, Donald Trump's White House, pushed for the Republican-controlled Congress to cut funding for the Obama-era disease security programs. And in that, they reduced $15 billion in national health spending. That's a lot of money. So a lot of things that a lot of money that's needed to do research was cut by the Trump White House. And in doing so, that is hindering the CDC and other organizations from being able to control this pandemic. And they cut the global disease fighting budgets by $30 million. The crisis program, they shut down completely. So this White House has in its arrogance to discredit and destroy the legacy of this president of Barack Obama. They arrogantly cut programs that are so desperately needed now to help control this situation with the coronavirus. This is our presidency. Hopefully for another few months, and that's it. Because now, throughout all this, there's been a lot of disinformation, a lot of lies being told to the American public. And in a life threatening situation such as this, where hundreds of people have died overseas, and this situation is spreading out across the country, there's really no way to contain it or get a handle on it when you have people like Donald Trump, Mike Pence, who are also climate deniers, who don't believe in science, don't trust what people who have gone to school and studied different things with health and with the climate, they don't believe in these things. So I question, who do you trust? Do you trust the scientists, the doctors who studied this? Or do you trust the president and his vice president? People he surround himself with, yes men. Do you believe them who have no education on the, and don't think they should listen to those who are educated in these situations? That's a question you got to ask yourself. Recently, there has been a video that has been making its way through social media. It's an incident that occurred last year sometime. I'm not exactly sure on the dates, but it occurred last year sometime. And the video you may have seen, may have not. You, It's pretty hard to stomach what it, I watched. Um, but there's a, a video of a young six-year-old girl who was zip tied by a police officer walked through her school hallway crying uncontrollably begging and pleading to not be handcuffed begging and pleading not to be put under arrest begging and pleading not to be put inside of the police squad car she was placed inside of a squad car and she was taken to juvenile detention center This is a six-year-old child that this happened to, young African-American, young lady. 
my question is at what point does a six-year-old become such a danger that they need to be zip tied and taken to jail juvenile hall or wherever this child was taken at what point does that become feasible i can't understand for the life of me what would possess an adult to place handcuffs and i've seen this a few times happen to children young children but a six-year-old little girl she is clearly traumatized she's clearly hurting scared According to a lot of the reports that I read, a lot of things that I read, apparently she kicked someone, kicked an adult or whoever, I'm not sure. But does that warrant being placed under arrest at six years old? My brain can't comprehend how a six-year-old could be placed in zip ties and taken to jail. My brain can't comprehend a six-year-old having a mug shot. Now, in this country, the youngest that I'm aware of that received the death penalty was a nine-year-old boy. And it was for the murder of two Caucasian girls. And this was a young African-American boy. He has been exonerated since, but... It was already too late. That child has already been executed and his life terminated due to a rush to judgment. But in any any case, this six-year-old girl who is probably now terrified of police officers. And this unfortunately happened under the guise of an African-American police officer, a police officer of color, the staff at the school, people of color. How could we do this to our own? How could anybody feel comfortable doing this to a six-year-old? I don't get that. I have so many questions. Where were the, where was the child's parents? Was the child's parents notified and asked to come to the school to handle their child instead of getting the police involved? I don't know what person would think that it's okay to call the police on a six-year-old child, but the school failed this child. The system failed this child. And hopefully it doesn't have a long-term effect on her. When a child is crying, begging, and pleading, the last thing you want to do is add to that. The last thing you want to do is cause more damage and cause more harm. And I think they cause more damage than resolving the issue. I think that a child of that age, it's better to have conversations with these children and tell them where they're going wrong. But having a child arrested, I I really, I can't comprehend that at all. 
I was disturbed by this video. I was disappointed in the people involved in that. And I want to know, was the parents involved? Did the parents get a call? Did the parents have the opportunity to come to the school to handle the situation before it got to that point? I don't know how strong this six-year-old is, but something tells me she wasn't strong enough to actually harm the person she struck or kicked or whatever it is she did because it was an, an another adult that this occurred to and I guess they felt the need to call the police I don't think anybody that that have to result to that instead of being able to handle the situation without resulting to calling the police I don't think child care teacher I don't think that is the job for you the police officer was terminated for his actions because he was dead wrong. He had no business arresting a six-year-old child. He didn't get the proper clearance to do what he did. Hopefully that child is okay and is not too traumatized or has been able to get past this. There are better ways of dealing with things like this. And I hope that we can find those better ways without always calling the police on each other.